Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and just relax. And, Lord, we just invite you to reveal yourself to our soul, our our mind, our will, and our emotions, and even our natural senses. Lord, we want to know you better. And as spirit beings ourselves, we speak life to our soul. We speak life to our mind. We speak life to our emotions. And we speak life, eternal life, to our will. That we would begin to know according to spirit rather than trying to know, trying to feel trying to understand through our soul. Teach us your ways, Lord. And as a spirit being, we also speak life and healing and wholeness to our bodies, to our physical being, to our circumstances. We speak life to whatever's going on, And if there is something specific in your life that you need to hear from the Lord about, just include that right now, that as a spirit being, you have the authority over your situation, over your circumstance, because you are a spirit being joined with God. Now, we're all in process, so... We're learning to depend on spirit. So we ask that that, and take authority and even command whatever the Lord's telling you for clarity in that situation. And if there is something that you need to exercise the authority that you already have. Some of you may need to learn how to express and embrace forgiveness and how to get out from under regret and guilt and living in the past. One of the ways we learn to live as a spirit being is to redeem our time. If you're living in the past or putting hope and joy and love in the future when when it's here for you right now let the lord show you and work on your behalf to bring your present as far more of a greater reality than your past or your future
You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you need. God has created your needs all for all of us. It's how we are motivated. Our lack, unfortunately, our lack is what motivates us. We need love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness. We, we need our soul needs, our body needs that which our spirit has. And so what may even happen is the more time you spend with God and the more your soul is healed and your body refreshed, you may even become more aware of your needs. That would not be unusual. It's not that they're new. They were always there. Your needs, your need for acceptance or for unconditional love or for, for significance, for value as a unique person. Those needs were always there. Just because God has chosen a particular time to bring them to the surface, it's not a new need. It's not like it's a fresh wound, for instance. And one thing, don't be afraid of being wounded again. You will be. Part of our process here is to learn how to be wounded, rejected, misunderstood, and how to go to God. How to live as a spirit being connected with God and get those wounds healed. We're in the process of learning. You know, God doesn't worry about being rejected or being misunderstood. It's all part of the process for him. And the more we learn to live as a spirit being, it will become part of our learning process. So don't, in one sense, don't take it personal. And there's a lot of things we're going to learn to not take personally. It's not because of who we are that we're in these circumstances. We didn't do anything wrong. It's not our fault. It's, the, it's what God has arranged for you. For your good, for your best, for your eternal life. So if we don't focus on that, how do we gauge how we're doing? And this is where it is real helpful to be simple and objective because God does want you to be encouraged by walking with him, by being with him. And we've talked often about like even just taking notes. How are you doing? Asking the Lord, how am I doing? Thinking, you know, reflecting, spending some time taking note, 
something may may not bother you today that you know like we've just had a holiday maybe the last holiday was ruined by something happening and this time the same thing may have happened but it didn't bother you at all these are the simplicities that are the surface proof of a deep change And we want to, and they are just, just as important as any big change you think you may need to experience. For one thing, it should encourage you that you're right where God wants you. That he's moving on your behalf, that he knows where you are, <clears throat> he knows where he wants to take you, and that he is accomplishing his purpose in you, which is, again, to reunite your spirit and soul. And so as we spend time with him, we can go ahead and set personal goals. Now, remember, God gives us the desires of our hearts. It's not that our heart comes up with the desires and then God meets them. Like, oh, I I desire a puppy, and then he gives you a puppy. No. He puts the desires that he wants you to have into your soul. He points you in the direction. He guides us and leads us and even convicts us on a personal level. And it's not really, in a sense, it's not a, a rela- about our relationship with him that we're working on. It's our relationship between our soul and spirit. Your spirit's already fully one with God. You're you're never going to be closer to him than you are right now. Now, for most of us, that's pretty disappointing. But remember, you are not your soul. You are not your body. You are that spirit being that is one with him right now, that has already received eternal life and is in the kingdom and has received everything it needs for life and godliness right now. That's who you truly are. But your soul, that's where the process and the working out is. And we've talked before, I'm not going to spend too much time about why he does that, about needing, you know, about the, the appreciation and the gratitude, that, that that's what was missing as us being these human creatures that he created for his own purpose, for his own uh, desires. But it's, as we focus on even the little things, it's not the results that he's concerned about. It's, are we looking to him? 
Are we depending on him? Are we letting him make the changes? Are we making ourselves available to him? God doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help in your life. He doesn't need your help in your circumstances. He doesn't need your help in the world. Now what's challenging is and this is what we we're going to we're going to start for sure to get into the the eight steps to engaging the supernatural. Because here's the difference. We get this idea and it's totally understandable. There's we have a conundrum. Remember your soul wants to maintain control. And your soul has a unique set of characteristics and qualities that right now give you your own identity. When you think of yourself, you have your own perception of what you are like. Now, what you're really talking about is what your soul is like, not what your spirit is like, because your spirit is holy and eternal and finished and complete. And again, one with God, but not your soul. But your soul wants to maintain control. So even when I say things like we make ourselves available and then God does all, makes all the changes, we respond to that according to our soul's makeup how our soul is created, our mind, our will, and our emotions. We've talked before about characteristics, our soulical characteristics, our temperament, you know, our psyche, you know, how, whether we have a strong will or a strong emotions or a strong mind or combination thereof, those are the qualities that God gave you for your soul. Don't know whether you're going to take it with you when you leave this planet. Don't know whether you had it before you came to this earth. But this is what you've got now. It's it's not perfect, but it was a gift from God for you. God's given you the temperament, the soul, the strengths and weaknesses that he wanted you to have to accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished in your soul's reunion with your spirit. So there's a process going on, and we have to, we, we look at and, and see, okay, is, are there parts of our soul that are resisting what God wants to do? in our spirit, well, from our spirit into our soul. Absolutely. I can guarantee it. Because your soul doesn't want to change. Your soul doesn't want to give up control. Your soul doesn't want to be hurt again. Because remember, there's people, you know, you've either been hurt a little or a lot. You've been rejected or rejected more. Nobody gets through this life without being hurt. So that's not the point, is are we relying on our beliefs, our temperament, what's 
what works for us. Another way of looking at it is we look at aspects of our physical being, our gender, our age, our whether we live in a rich country or a poor country, that, okay, we can't know God the way we want to. Our soul and spirit can't be reunited because we're too old or We've made so many mistakes, we'll never, we won't have the time to overcome them. Or fill in the blank. Or you've just got so much on your plate, you don't have time for God. There's so many excuses that our soul makes up to maintain control. You know, your soul doesn't even believe that. But it works. We go along with it. Now, the more time we spend with God and are available, and as he begins to change us, we begin, he, he reveals, this is the lie you're believing. For instance, making yourself available to him. And we've been talking about learning how the supernatural realm works. Well, why do we have to do that? Well, you don't have to do anything. It's all between you and God. But when we embrace the notion that the more we can have an understanding about what he's doing, that he wants to show us what he's doing, he wants us, to be working with him. He wants us to know his ways. Not because he can't do it if we don't know what he's doing, but because he loves us. So then we go to whatever circumstances we have in our lives. Those circumstances are there to accomplish his purposes. And one of the things that happens is it reveals our beliefs. And most of our beliefs are based on lies. Lies we've either made up ourselves from our own temperament. Again, you know, each one of us, we gravitate to our beliefs that suit our temperament. You know, so many of us have, have siblings. And what's always amazing very often, you, you know, if you all started out in one church, you all end up in going to different churches and different belief systems. And if you think about it, and this, I, this might be a fun thing to think about, is why did one person end up going over to that church over there? What do they do different than the church that you grew up in? Maybe it's they have livelier music or what, you know, something more to be active in or have a greater impact on the community or it's more introspective and more quiet and calm or the specific belief processes, beliefs about who God is and what our role is and if we just wait and are quiet and calm or 
it's the end of the world and we need to get ready and we need to evangelize and we need to prepare for the end of the world. Whatever it is, think about how your sibling's temperament fits in with what's going on in the church they have selected to spend their time with. Just a little aside there, because that's what we do, is we we end up picking our beliefs according to what fits our soul, because why? Because our soul doesn't want to have to change. And that applies to what we think about God, what we think about ourselves, and and how we define our relationship and relationships. Like being available to God. Let him tweak what that means to you. We've talked many times about how some people have so much more time than others. That for someone who has, you know, three jobs and is raising five kids and, you know, has zero time to wait with God, five minutes a day is all God asks. But for others that don't have any of those restrictions and do have plenty of time, God is likely to ask for more time. And sometimes he changes that all around. But the whole point being is that when we look at how much time should we be spending with God, what do we do? We evaluate in terms of how much time do we have. What else do we have going on, our, going on in our lives? We use our solical understanding of our circumstances to determine what God wants. We, we decide, because God made me this way and put me in this life, that's what restricts what God expects of me. What's interesting is, very often, the reason he puts you in that circumstance is because he wants you to overcome it and not go along with it. That person who has who is working three jobs and raising five kids and only has five minutes a day, God may put his finger on and say, you need to quit one of those jobs and spend that time with me, and I will make up the financial difference. You may say, you know, you've been avoiding taking on the challenge that will meet all your needs by saying you're too busy because of all these jobs. In other words, we often hide behind because, again, we don't want to, our soul doesn't want to change. We hide behind our perceptions and beliefs of the soul that God has given us. So making ourselves available spending time with him, waiting on him. And we wait on him to give him access and time to reunite our soul and our spirit. 
we are then learning to rule over ourselves and reign over our circumstances as a spirit being. Not as a solical being, not as a natural being. But, you know, Jesus was the great example. He didn't wait for God, his father, to, do, to teach people, to go out and raise the dead to straighten things out in the priesthood in Jerusalem. Step by step, he heard from the Father on a moment-by-moment basis, but especially in the mornings, he spent time with his Father to get direction, to get encouragement, to get enlightenment. Now, his soul and spirit were already one, They were already united. That's the big difference between us and him, besides being sinless. But So we're in that process. But this is a great example of where our expectations are formed and imprisoned by our temperament. So if you believe that what God says just make yourself available, that part of that isn't, okay, now I want you to go out and learn how to do this. I want you to learn how to raise your kids better or get a better job or fill in the blank. You've got got a problem with your neighbor. You've got a problem with your boss. You need to make a decision God doesn't want you to just wait for that decision to happen to you. He wants you to, and this is where we start looking at how to approach these kinds of things. He wants you to be objective and take responsibility as a spirit being. As a spirit being, take authority over your soul. And so, no, as a spirit being, this is a decision I can make with God because I'm already united with him. In soul, you're going to have to go along. Say if God decided he wanted to reveal to you the cure for, you know, terrible disease, Ebola. Waiting and just saying I'm going to make myself available to him, he may say I've given you an answer to a big question. And if we just say, oh, isn't that great, Lord? Thank you. No, you need to start writing it down. You need to start doing. You, We start acting. And putting into this world what God has already put into the spirit realm. So the goal is not to get good at anything or even accomplish, like the cure for Ebola. That's not the goal. The goal is for your spirit, who you truly are, to exercise authority over your soul and your circumstances. Your circumstance, let me put it this way, your circumstances are under your control. Your soul is under your control. You're not a victim. Now, your soul wants you to think you are, but you're not. 
So as we move forward, what we are looking at structuring is exercising that authority that you already have, learning to live as a spirit being that you already are, and starting where we're at. We we want to make it simple and easy, but you make it personal. Like we're going to talk about eight steps to engaging the supernatural. As you spend time with God, he may say, actually, I just want you to focus on number three. Or for you, there's only going to be five steps. Or the opposite, 25. That's fine, whatever, because the point is not to know what the steps are. Or even that you are able to engage the supernatural, but that you are hearing from God, you are becoming one, and your soul is exercising authority over both your, your, your spirit, is exercising authority over both your soul and your body and your circumstances. Most of our circumstances are in the natural realm, and you have authority over the natural realm because you're a spirit, you're a spirit being who's one with God. Now, he wants you to be reunited with him. He doesn't want you, again, thinking of yourself as a victim. He doesn't, so he may, again, just put you in those circumstances where that's all you feel like is a victim, out of control. You know, why did God put you in this situation? Well, that's what I want you to go to with him and ask him, God, why did you put me in this situation? Until you get an answer. And we will start to look at how to practically apply a an approach, a practical approach to overcome your circumstances and learn to rule over your soul. So again, a lot of these, a lot of this information is available on the website. There's also three books that you can buy. This, a lot of this information is there. Obviously, we expand it greatly uh, in the radio programs. But if you don't want to wait for the next show, just go to therainersclub.org. Or if you have any questions, drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. Until and then we'll be getting back together again next time. We will seriously one of these days we're going to get to the eight steps. And if if we don't get there, there again those are online as well. We're going to go obviously spend a lot more time in expanding them and making them more practical. But you are a spirit being. You already have all your needs met. You already have all the eternal life and power and authority that you're ever going to get. You are not your problem. Your soul is and your body is. Your circumstances were given to you by God for your good. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.